We're back. You could be forgiven for wondering where we've been the last three weeks, but no, George and Charlie Off the Bridal has not been suspended. Never mind the wider world, it's been a busy old few weeks for racehorse trainers George Scott and Charlie Fellows. High time for a recall, though. I hereby declare episode 14 is in session. Welcome to George and Charlie Off the Bridal in partnership with Fitstairs Bookmakers. I'm Tony Rushmer, the man tasked with crying order when Messrs Scott and Fellows start to get a little excited here in the King's Head, Dullingham. But now's the time for me merely to preside and invite George to the dispatch box. He has a, a bit of key stable news to update us all on. George? Yeah, hello everyone. We've uh, yeah, no, we've moved to, uh, moved stables, um, which has been which has been very um, straightforward despite fellows making me open my old stables the day of my move um, for the open day yeah for the open day which for is... charity George doing something for other people <laughs> <laughs> you know which is... all which... for a good cause mate yeah well we had lots of people through the gates which was great and we're going to go back to the back to the um, open day later on but um, yeah we've moved stables we've upgraded size and facilities we've got 80 eight, we've got the capacity for 80 horses not that we'll sadly have quite that many uh, next year or anywhere, or anywhere near, but we, uh, we, we've, we've shown our intent. Well, tell us where, George. You've said you moved stables, but where have you actually moved to? We've moved to Eve Lodge, which is literally a stone's throw, um, stone's throw away from where we were. But the facilities are second to none. Treadmill, indoor ride, paddocks. No, some people have said it's the Bedford House of the Hamilton Road, but um, waiting... Well, Probably drunk at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're delighted, and the horses have moved over seamlessly. So we went all to systems go. We went to the sales. Uh, George and I went to the sales over in Ireland uh, on Monday, and I rocked up to George's yard at four thirty on Monday morning, which is the day that he was moving yard. And I get, got there before George to pick him up. Um, As you should. George's poor long-suffering assistant trainer slash secretary slash legend legend was already in the office at 4 30 well, she's already there and i had a quick chat to her and i said alex you really are i'm the most remarkable person i've ever met you deserve a knighthood for services to george scott racing and I was like, aren't you meant to be moving yard today? And she said, um, yeah, we are. I was like, so the boss is going away and you're moving yard. She said, trust me, this is a right result. It is <laughs> going to be a lot easier moving our yard with him in another country than it would be if he was around <laughs> bossing us around and telling us what we're doing wrong. Well, no, yeah, she's, she's, she's been with me since day one. I actually met her when I, she was a teacher at the British Racing School. And when we were there doing our courses, I... Um, um, she she was the driving instructor and sort of I don't know somehow decided that she'd like to come work for me and I I can say, safely say that uh, she's an absolute saviour. Anyway, I, I was only, I'm only moving that day because as a going back to the point that you I opened for the Henry Cecil Open Day and then we went to Ireland the next day. So um, they yeah they got it all moved anyway and we you know are they all settled in? Yeah, we just did the trot-ups with there with the vets. We trot all the horses up on a Friday with the vets just to keep tabs on them. They they look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. I've inherited a blooming pony. I saw that. My wife's, um, what are they called? Like Pananella things. I don't know what they're called. 
tiny. I mean, literally could fit under the table. It comes up to your knee and it's living in one of the boxes. And where the feed major turns, it, it can get its head out. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. So <laughs> I've inherited that. I was just, I, I made one of the lads trotted up for the vets today in front of it. Had a bit of a laugh. Couple of references to the open weekend there, Charlie. Did that keep you interested and occupied? Um, and was it a massive success? Thank God it's over. For <laughs> uh, but it, it was fun. Was, it was great. It was actually fantastic. The weather played ball, which is so important with these things because obviously if it's a miserable day, half the people are just going to be like, do you know what? I'm just not going to go and stand getting absolutely yeah. soaking wet. But it was fantastic. A couple of highlights. The Warren Hill was rammed for um, John Gosden's string cantering up there, including Enable. The only car that wasn't there was my parents because I told them he, she was cantering up at 8.45. <laughs> especially came. Oh, uh, no. So got they up early. See it. No, they missed it. I think they probably saw like I think they saw George Margeson or someone. Yeah, yeah, Bean. And um, famous Bean. I think Stouts were going up there about that time as well. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't go down too well. Oh, um, there were so many people, Charlie. It was rammed. Going into some marks, it was absolutely chocker. Yeah, it was brilliant. But he loved it. I mean, he played up and gave us all the yeah. spiel in the racing post the next couple of days about Robinson Crusoe. But he <laughs> absolutely loved it. And um, we had a load of people come from him to us. And they all said it was just fantastic. And he got a proper tour. Two great racing stables. Two great British racing Arm stables. Arm in arm, you know, doing it for the little people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, How did you persuade him to open? I know this has been half referenced. And is it true? So, yeah, yeah, it's completely true. So we had a bet this time last year. So Mark, anyone who knows Sir Mark will know that he has a particular dislike for any kind of facial hair. And so any trainer walking across Warren Hill with even a day's worth of stubble on their face will get a grilling. And although I've never grown a beard, um, <laughs> you know, every now and again, when you've had a late night the night before, you don't get up and shave first thing and you go out with a little bit of facial hair. When you're as manly as I do, am, it grows <laughs> back quite quickly. And um, so on one day when I obviously hadn't shaved that morning, he said and I was trying to persuade him to open his yard, he said, you know what, I'm not going to open this year, but if you can go six months, and he says a year, and anyone who believes that he said a year, that's not true. I can assure you, if he'd said a year and I hadn't completed it, he would not have opened his yard. Um, but it was six months, and if he caught me once in those six months where I was not clean, completely clean-shaven then he wouldn't open his yard. But if he'd never, if I was remained clean shaven for six months, he'd open. And I, and I did it. Did uh, that take quite a lot of um, like concentration? Or well, that? yeah. And there were a couple of, there was a couple of moments <laughs> where I didn't shave, didn't shave and I saw him and I had to avoid him on the heath. <laughs> uh, it only happened like once or twice. William Butler, his assistant, very loyally caught me one day and took a photo and he didn't show Sir Mark, which is very kind of him. So I don't know. Do you think you'd have been scuppered? Had that, had, do you think Sir Mark would yeah, have said? Yeah, he would have been looking there for a way out. There is no way he would have opened. He was desperate not to open. He, <laughs> he'd said he wasn't going to open because he said, so... When they were sick or something. When the six months were clear, he caught me in about month seven with some facial <laughs> hair. And he wrote to me about a month later and he said, I'm afraid I've caught you with facial hair. I will not be opening my yard. But here is a 500 pound check to, as a, as a, as a sort of, to, you know, as a sorry. 
I obviously was very disheartened by this. So I wrote back to him and I said, Samar, I'm afraid the terms of our bet were not a year, they were six months. So I can't accept your check. Uh, you opening your yard is too much to me. And if, to fair play to him, he wrote back and he said, well, if those really were the terms, I'll open my yard. And he also sent the check on. So very good to start. But he's made it very clear that he is not opening next year. So the bet's not even on, sadly. Do you think we can ever get him on the podcast? He'd be the best guest. You've said yes. Me? I've spoken to him. Yeah, no, we'll get him on He's going to come on. Wow. Uh, he, he, he would, we wanted to get him on, obviously, this episode straight after the open weekend, but he's up at the, race, he's up at the races doing an interview. And, um, but he said he's more than happy to come on. Him and who's our other guest, special guest, who's, uh, who said he's going to come on, Joseph O'Brien. Joseph's coming. Big fan. Joseph, big fan. Joseph can't stand fellows, but Joseph we'll get him on. wants to come on <laughs> purely to have a pop at me uh, and put me in my place. So we're really looking forward to welcoming uh. you on, Joseph. And we went, uh, the, the, one of the fun things on the open day was the show jumping, which I always think is by uh, the best. He is had the, to mention this. It's the best he event. Did go well. had to mention this. You could having, say it went well, Tony. Having given his horse a dentistry <laughs> appointment last year, George entered again and just... I was trying to get out of it left, right and centre. was desperate to get out. I was out. so was, nervous. <laughs> anyway. Well, the thing is, I don't generally ride. I mean, I've been a great jockey in my time. <laughs> and, but those days are behind me. I've moved on to training. And um, I, I would ride a few times a year. Suddenly, you've got to get on a, a horse that you've never even seen before in front of goddamn near a thousand people and jump round the bloody show jumping track, which had got bigger this year for everyone else's entertainment and was filled with jockeys. It was That's me, right. Amy Murphy, who's, who's, a, who's a rider. Uh, she rides Kalashnikov most days. And there were no other trainers. It was just me and Jenny jockeys. Simcock. Jenny Simcock. Yeah. Again, she rides, she rides beautifully. She rides all their good horses. And um, I had Ryan Moore and Sheen Murphy after me. Anyway, I, as soon as I, I hopped on the horse, anyway, uh, Andrea rode the horse and then I, I hopped on and I, I went clear, obviously. So that's great. He's fair play. He did go clear. Michael was, Bell was heckling was me. Yeah, Michael, Michael Bell was doing the commentary. It was very funny. I could just hear him the whole way around, just abusing me the whole way around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I went clear. And, and then he said, oh, I've moved into third place. Anyway, so I was so happy. Hugs all around. I was high-fiving everyone. I kept my horse. I kept my horse behind to um, do, the, do the present, the mounted presentation. Rosette. So the top, yeah. the top six were getting mounted rosettes, and I, as I walked, rode out, was third. You know, as far as I was concerned, there were only two after me. I was guaranteed a slot on the podium. So as well, wait, wait behind. Anyway, they read my name out, and they read the names out, the top six, and I wasn't in it. What? And they said George Wood. Anyway, I bloody nearly went and said, are you sure you've got the wrong George? The right George. <laughs> I was furious. Sounds like Stuart's inquiry. How good. So, I mean, look. So the last two to go were Ryan Moore and Asheen Murphy. Incredible. Who are ultra, ultra competitive. Ryan won it last year. I think. Francesca the year before. No, no, Francesca. I beat Francesca year. both years. No, no, Francesca didn't. She had one down last year. Um, well, Ryan won it last year, and he is ultra competitive. Anyway, Ryan was second last to go. Went clear, quickest time. Flat out. Into the lead. Asheen comes out, and everyone's like, you can't, he cannot beat Ryan. He literally just 
flat out around this bloody it's incredible. Course. That's a spectacle, up, wasn't he it? Ends up it was. It was amazing. He wasn't meant he to jump. He jumped and he still beat Ryan's time. And he missed out. He 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 shot past one, had to come back yeah. on himself, jump it, and it was incredible. He goes out with a show jumper, I think, okay. and uh, she's obviously been giving a few tips. Was he pumped? Was there quite? Uh, he's was so competitive. Cool? You can see it burning inside him. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. I mean, he's a great rider. Both of them, great riders. Anyway. I'd say Oshin, if he wants, he could he could be champion, bang, bang, keep Rocky on rolling, couldn't he? Everyone's, if he wants it's, it. It's that drive, isn't it? Because it's just, it's endless. I mean, it's lots just, of people are champion jockey once or twice. I mean, if yeah, you could be three-time champion just, jockey or something. That's like. There must have been a cracking, cracking uh, atmosphere it, it during that. Week, oh, the crowds were going mad for me. <laughs> I blew a kiss. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were going mad. <laughs> Right, well, we, we will uh, look ahead to what's coming up, uh, not least an amazing Judmont Middle Park Stakes uh, this weekend, and we'll also have a catch-up on uh, running plans in sections two and three, not to mention the sales, which is uh, suddenly becoming very interesting after a purchase that Charlie made earlier this week. September's always a great month for racing, isn't it, boys? With two-year-olds emerging uh, as potential future superstars. And we have the stayers to the four, Irish Champions Weekend, ARC Trials. It's a great, great month. And we've seen some good performances, haven't we, boys? And I suppose I'd love to start with Pina Tubo. I mean, what do we think of that? Was that Frankel-esque in the way he won the national stakes? Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, visually it was an extraordinary performance. And obviously the time was reflected in that and the speed figure boys so it was it was pretty incredible I don't I, I'm not even going to be all this or that like it was incredible it was great to watch I I feel I follow Pinatibo quite closely not that anyone else hasn't in the sense that he ran in the um, woodcut stakes uh, right back at the start of the year well, kind of the start of the year in June and um, obviously we had a runner that day and Charlie I spoke to Charlie Appleby and the J- and James Dawn about him then and they said, "Oh no, he's just a horse and all that." So his rise to fame is 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 extraordinary, and he quite rightly has been given. About what Charlie said, yeah, yeah, they didn't. Well, that's say why. That. He, that's why he they ran. Were either playing it down or <laughs> this horse has improved out of all. No, 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 no. But it's been well documented. This isn't a good workhorse. Very well documented. And that's why they went to Wolverhampton. Charlie said, no disrespect to Wolverhampton. We went to Wolverhampton because we thought he was okay. And then they went to the Woodcut. Charlie Appleby wouldn't run this best two-year-old he's ever had in his life at the, in the Woodcut in June. No way. Huh. You know, no way. They never anticipated him ending, ending up like this until I think he probably won at Royal Ascot. So, yeah, the sky's the limit. He only needs to turn up in the Guineas to win it at this stage. We've got a long way to go, but I would say that he will not get beat in the Guineas. Really? Uh, no way. No way. I mean, he's... He, what them in Ireland, the best we've you know the best of. Did, did he what the best? Probably. Well, I think. Did he what well, the it was best? A group, it was I, a group one at this time of year. What's Hayden up to? Is he, he's got obviously going to have some fantastic stock coming through. Mm. It's, but he, you know, he's absolutely what he only needs to turn up here win the guineas. What did he win by nine wickets? Nine, nine lengths. Nine. You know, wow. The only slight kind of query on that form is that Monoski of Mark Johnson's was kind of mixed into it off a moderate rating. He was poor yesterday. So Ray, beaten, beaten, wasn't he? And then Aiden went, you know, so, but oh God, I can't. The style of it was, I don't know. Look, and he, the time. He's clearly a very, very, very good horse. I just, there's it, it, got to be a small question mark in pencil about two to three, surely. His size. Yeah. That's got to be, that's got to be, that's going to be where we find out how good he really is. I, I agree. I think maybe if you want to, 
But if, as you say, a pencil mark, yeah. small question. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. But, but I mean, they're just they're these figure guys that, you know, that work for, I know Charlie's got one and we, we use a very, very bright guy who they do their own figures and it's just extraordinary the way that he's projected. Um, so, yeah. So that was great and great for Charlie Appleby, but obviously great for Will Buick, who the yeah. last couple of weeks has had a couple of great high profile winners, big margin winners, the other one being Gayath, uh, who won the, is it the- oh, Very impressive in Germany. The Baden Baden, won by miles, even further than Pina Tubo. So, you know, brilliant for Will that he's had a tough summer, but he's come back, a couple of great horses to look forward to and enjoy as he's done. Well, he's a charming guy, William. I mean, again, like Pinatiba, <laughs> no holes in him. He's just the nicest guy. And he rode for me yesterday. He's a good friend of, you know, he's a good friend of us. I suppose he's a good friend of anyone that he rides for and he hangs out with. He's a, and he's he really had a rough time. You know, he's a guy at the top of his career. He had an unexpected fall, and I don't think anyone at the time could ever imagine that he was going to have that long out. And as you say, but that's a sign of the operation that Applebee's put together. Is there such thing as an expected fall? No, in the, no, no. But I'm saying he fell. And he had an, an, an innocuous fall. And, um, you know, I don't think anyone at the time, especially him, didn't think he would be out that long. So for yeah. him to bounce back on two of these absolute ma- machines is, is, is really cool for him personally as much as anything. And so that brings us on to Gayath. Uh, we've just talked about Pina Tubo there, another uh, Godolphin Appleby horse uh, who ran a fantastic race in Germany for William Buick. Um, I think it was something like a 14 length winner. Do we believe that horse is going to run another big one in the arc? Um, can he follow up? He's a horse they've always loved, always thought he's a very talented animal. He's an interesting one uh, to run uh, first Sunday in Paris. You can get weird results in Germany. I know, you know, remember See the Moon winning the Yeah, when the, he came the across German the track. Yeah. And won by like 20 lengths. Yeah. Yeah. The most bonkers you know, race ever. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what he beat. He's, he's a very, very good horse. Is he, is he the quality of um, Enable and uh, what's Sot the Sass. French horse? Sot Sass. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think and everyone thinks that it's Japan. The other one, Japan. Japan. I, I, oh, no, no. I think. <laughs> g- g- how do you pronounce his name? Guy Gaya. 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 I think Gaya can be second in the arc. I, I really do. I think he's a, I, I, he's an extraordinary horse. Like the, the length of stride, and he obviously he's obviously a, he's a free running horse. Four, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, they've always loved him. Huge, huge horse with loads of ability. He to me, he's just a raw, raw talent, and they've just managed to cap it. Will the art come a bit soon for that? And will he be enabled? I don't think he will. But he could he be? Isn't he? Yeah, but, but I think it's because he's learning. Yeah. But like, but I know Charlie's a Charlie Appleby loves him. Loves him. Absolutely loves him. They've always loved him. But he's a he's. A, it wouldn't fit in this room. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, that's the racing sort of uh, looked at in terms of the last month's action. Uh, you've also been working away at the sales, haven't you? It's been quite good fun the last week in Ireland. You've been at Fairy House? We spend more time with Charlie than looking at horses. I was thinking the other day, go out there together, forget a message at about three o'clock, drink, yeah, meet in the bar, have a quick, have a quick half, drink, uh, half a Guinness, uh, have a Magnus. Um, dinner, have dinner with him every night. Just it's chatting, very, absolute bollocks. It's very <laughs> cliche, but the Guinness in Ireland is just you love a guinea, strawberries. Oh, you love a guinea. It's worth the trip over any, uh, on its own. Yeah, but yeah, we had a very nice time. We had dinner twice together, good, both nights. Good, very um, good Chinese. Chinese. Very good Chinese. Very, Luke yeah. Barry, thanks for the Chinese. Yeah. And then actually, he's what, a listener as well. He's a listener, Luke it, Barry, it, it, so he'll get that. He'll be listening to this. It, you know, but it was. Chef, it was a very cheap Chinese for him because you went in and bloody bought a 
lovely horse off him the next day for I know. 50 grand. Sucker. Absolute sucker. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. to pay for my dinner. Well, he did. Yeah. He did pay uh, for I, He was actually a very, very, very nice horse. He is a very, very nice horse. He is still a very nice horse, yeah. And he's still very much for sale. Hopefully he's still got four <laughs> legs and he's made his made his trip across the Irish Sea in one piece. Uh, he has, by the way. I know that he has because he's there safe and sound. Um, yeah, bought, I bought four. You bought... I bought... Well, I bought two and you bought me one, which was nice. What did you buy? You bought, bought a Maymas. I bought a Maymas and a, a Zoffany filly. Oh, did you? Mm. When did you buy the Zoffany filly? You kept that on the... Yeah, in, that, in that bar. I'd, I'd had a couple of Guinness when you told <laughs> me. <the> you? <laughs> no, I did because I did because we said we had Rahi running and he fellas was literally like... Do we char- talk about Rahi? Well, he, oh, no, I think he got he ran, he, No, he got Wattoed. He got Wattoed. Anyone's capable of getting beaten by one of Watson's <laughs> heroes. Um, but um, no, we are. And actually, they ran a huge time. That was extraordinary. Did they? Huge time. Really? Yeah. My horse ran almost a season best. But he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, that Rahi's going to be a lovely horse for someone next year. He's in the sale. But. Is he? Yeah, you were on about trying to step him up in trip. Anyways, my point was that Not you made, sure you, you he's such right. a, he's so mature, fellows. Like I was sat in the bar <laughs> and the race was on. And he was literally holding on to me to make uh, me sat, well, he, sit and watch the race with him so he could abuse me. George wouldn't, wouldn't let me leave. <laughs> so anyway, as, as you're prattling around on your fifth Guinness, <laughs> I went and bought Philly at the same time as Rahi ran. And that's why, and as, as, as Rahi got beat, I didn't come and see you for a while until you've forgotten about I it. Know. <laughs> I know, I, I realised that. <laughs> that okay. didn't pass me by. <laughs> Child. He, he t- tips up to the bloody airport He's got about two grubby T-shirts, a hoodie. I'm all smart clothes. He's George abusing had, me about George having a bag. Packed like he was going away for two weeks. It's like he'd packed for Fairy House and for God. Goffs the following week. The most ridiculous suitcase I've ever seen. Where are you? Um, you're taking me to the station on Monday. Are we doing the same thing again? Well, you're paying for it. Yeah, you're, it's your driver, and uh, I'm jumping in the back again. Are you on? Are you on the six thirty flight? Yeah, oh. yeah. Did, you're picking you, you me up. Your, so the our secretaries have already organised it. Right. Okay. You got your haircut for the sale, so Charlie. Been very well, he's smart. He's had a short haircut it's for a while. It's quite a smart, yeah, good-looking no, haircut. Yeah. Well, I have to say, it suits him. No, you don't yeah. like. No. Well, it's easy to spit, pick, pick out. Actually, I can always see him at the sales. He's always got this big puffer on, so he's all bent over. We could like, talk about our dinner on the on the first night and our and our discussions then, but we'll probably leave that one alone. Yeah, we had a good dinner actually. It was good. For it was actually a very amusing dinner. But that was when we all got rolling. There were a few good legends of the game there, offering a few stories. <laughs> that was a very funny evening. And it's nice to go to the sales because it's a it's a it's a it's a dog eat dog. Everyone's trying to get the right horses, but actually. In the evenings, you go and have a have a right laugh, and everyone you, you can't get away from anyone. We all stay in the same place. But anyway, the most important purchase of the sale, going to say, by the, far, by far, is that we think horse number one for our, our podcast syndicate has been purchased. I bought a lovely Swiss Spirit, so much so that I actually don't want George to train it because he'll ruin it. But tell me, <laughs> he I actually to, genuinely means this. You I want to train to... it myself. It's too nice. I can't oh, bear the idea of you That's training. not how it works. Explain the partnership syndicate. No, quickly, you know, I'll just tell people you how don't understand it. When we bought the horse, we go, I had to go early 
from the second dead the cell. George is off seeing. I had to go to Coolmore. Had to go to Coolmore see Mrs. Niarcos's yearlings, which is always a treat. But it was very anyway, good. so I went to see the yearlings. Yeah. And I was leafing through the results. Which one did you say to her you liked the most? Well, I always was there I a know, lovely there's, Galileo. There's or... a Galileo filly, but I think yeah. Aiden. And actually, there was a there was. Um, Surely you're above was, Aiden and the. There was list. a deep impact filly who I was absolutely obsessed with. But, really, uh, you've sent her. A me- have you written to her or sent her a? No, you message? send. You know, you you go and yeah. you you see all the yearlings and you grade them and you make notes on them. Right. And then you send them to the off to the Niarcos office. You send your grades to the. Yeah. Oh, Christ. So they are there, set in stone, oh all through the God, year. That's horrible. So I spend my life on the summer afternoon when like Jessie Harrington had her like eighth two-year-old winner of the year for them running to the office and checking my notes <laughs> I'm like, oh, what God. were your notes on alpha alpha oh four out of five lovely filly slightly backwards make a lovely three-year-old i think she won the first two race <laughs> 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 Yeah, but I was right about the three-year-old then. <laughs> yeah, but she, did make a but she was also champion two-year-old on the way. <laughs> no, but I, she was just, she was huge. Yeah, she was huge. To be fair, she was absolutely massive. I would have probably said the same thing. But uh, anyway, we're getting we're getting. So, so I was in the car driving down. And I checked the results, and I I saw this Swiss Spirit horse, and Swiss Spirit is cold. Let's be let's be honest, he is a bit cold. But any stallion can get a good horse, and he has had some solid horses. Anyway, I saw this Swiss Spirit, and I thought he would make twenty to thirty, maybe even a little bit more. He was a really nice physical, really nice horse. Mm. Anyway, so I didn't think any more because I didn't have an order for him. So I rang Charlie. I said, Charlie. That Swiss Spirit, did you see a Swiss Spirit? He said, yeah, I did, actually. I said, it, it was unsold for, for, for 18 or 16. He said, I know, I underbid it. <laughs> and he said, I underbid it, and I walked out. I underbid it for you. So it was extraordinary that we'd both 200, 300 horses. More than that. 400, 400 horses. horses. Yeah, but you probably only looked about 50 again, couldn't get you off the Guinness. <laughs> and you both landed on the we same one. We both landed on the same horse. I said, get your ass up out of the bar and go... <laughs> And go and speak to the consigner and get this deal sorted out. And let's get this horse. He said, but it's a bit expensive and all this. And I said, just buy the horse. Anyway, he got the deal done. and Got a good horse. deal. Free transport, free keep for a couple of weeks. It's all right. Free keep for a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And we paid, yeah, we paid sensible money for him. And he'll be coming in to me um, in, yeah, a couple of weeks' time. And for anyone who's wondering what we're waffling on about and haven't caught up with us, this is... The this, podcast syndicate so that we're launching. So the plan is we are going to put together a George and Charlie Off the Bridal podcast syndicate. It won't be that long-winded. We'll have to <laughs> sort of refine it slightly. It'll be the George and Charlie pod- podcast. Uh, George and Charlie syndicate. You know, be, um, we, We've got to put podcasts in there or something. Let's like put podcasts. I think so, yeah. Right. Good, good, good advertising. But um, the plan is, uh, we've said this previously, but we'll just go through here. I am buying George a horse. George is going to buy me a horse, which we then have to train. So I will buy a horse at the sales and then I'll send it to go into training with George. And that horse is either going to be called Fellows or Charlie Fellows or something along those lines. Or so the George Scott. Charlie Fellows. No, George Scott will be training Charlie <laughs> Fellows and vice versa. So then George will buy me a horse, which will come into training with me and it'll be called George Scott. So the horse. There's a little bit of debate because um, the horse is on both of our lists and it's a very nice horse. I'm worried that, you know, what George will do to it. But um, No, the deal is, is that he's bought me a horse. He's trying to now backtrack 
using me as a scapegoat saying that I'm unable to train an ice horse, which is we both know is rubbish because I have trained group one at Renner's and he hasn't. So I will be training the Swiss Spirit, which I, I loved. And I think we absolutely stole him for that prize. And he's a racehorse. He's going to be an early two-year-old. And I'll be buying Charlie a horse that he likes and I like at book three. Probably already owned by one of his owners that he's trying to suck up to. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah. both horses. Either way, shares, shares will be available. Shares will be available, and you'll be able to go to the the smartest yard on the Berry side and the smartest yard on the Hamilton Road side. And, Major selling point that. And no, we will we'll be working together, Charlie and I, and the syndicate owners uh, will have equal share in both horses, and we'll be doing. When you visit the yard, you'll visit Charlie. No, you'll visit me first and then Charlie, just because otherwise it's, you know, slightly embarrassing because it's his yard and my yard. And it'll be fun. We'll discuss it and you'll have access to both of us. And it's a starting point. And if it works well, we'll be growing the syndicate and we'll be buying more quality horses. And there's no reason why it can't be an enormous amount of fun. Yeah. And well, I think we're going to do, we'll try and expand on the social aspect as well, won't we? Yeah. So we'll have mornings on the gallops in the mornings and then maybe the odd evening now yeah. and again. Evenings, yeah. Maybe a yeah, live podcast in, if thrown in, that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm sure Fitstairs will be involved as well. Fitstairs will be involved. So, they've told me they're going to be yeah. involved. They're going so, to take, they've already taken a couple of shares. Well, they've certainly said they're planning to, so yeah. all being well. So and, there'll be a lot more on this in episodes to come, but it's certainly an exciting thing, isn't it? No, definitely. And we've already had a lot of interest. And if we fill it up, quickly we'll be doing a breeze up as well we'll put st- we'll t- wow. put two more in for the breeze ups because i can't tell you how many people are interested in it. and actually if i was a racing fan and enjoyed it and i would be in this you know yeah i'd want a horse with george scott and i'd not want a horse with charlie but everything it is gonna be, be a lot of fun, fun. You know, and i've got to go and try and find charlie a horse as nice as the horse that he's bought me she's bought me a little ripper what a, f- what a fab plan. Um, we'll have much more in the final section, but I'm not sure we're going to top that. That does sound uh, possibly our most exciting news of episode 14. Okay, last part of episode 14, uh, up and coming running plans, guys, and any other business. Charlie, you have a well-bred filly to run in the valuable Phillies nursery at HQ tomorrow. Anassis ran well last time. How, how, what are your thoughts on her for tomorrow? Yeah, she's in she's in good form. She um, she should have won at Kempton. She should have hosed up at Kempton actually. And I suppose uh, to put if she had won that, she'd probably be running off a higher mark than she is tomorrow. So technically, we are well handicapped, which is a good thing. And she's by Dubawi, and most people know that Dubawis tend to improve with age. So hopefully, she's getting better and better and better. This is a big step up in grade. It's a fifty grand nursery. So she's got to improve, but there's no reason to think that she won't. She's got Jamie Spencer on board, who's a great jockey. And hopefully she can bring home the bacon. It'd be nice to get a win into her before we put her away for the year, because this will probably be her last run. I will come back to tomorrow's card at Newmarket, because it is a belter, so group one day. But just wanted to ask about one that you're planning to run in the next few days. I've noticed that Music Therapist is well entered up after... Was it Chepstow? Yeah, no, Music Therapist won nicely at Chepstow and the handicapper didn't miss him. He gave him six pounds, which I thought, I'm sure I think he'd be able to win again. So yeah, he, he's improving. I just, <laughs> credit the where... Wonderful Emma Banks, my favourite owner. Yeah, well, she doesn't have owner. horses with no, me. No, she's mine. Yeah. Um, I actually, credit where credit's due, actually, is a little story about Charlie. 
who we were, we were, um, we went through a bit of a quiet spell. Charlie did the other day, uh, not in the horses that, that that weren't running well. They were running extremely well, but he was particularly unlucky, unlucky with a few of them. And Onassis was, was an example of that. Anyway, I I have to I have to say I do I I, I was um, proud of his behaviour. He had a filly called Lady of Aaron declared to run. And he was on the cold list. He says he wasn't, but he was. I was nowhere near the cold list. <laughs> he was list. on the cold list. I can't oh, believe I didn't take list. a picture of it. Um, anyway, and she would have won. A, it, was a, it was a tin pot poxy um, handicap for very little money. He was under a bit of pressure. And I said, well, obviously, you know, you'll go and run that filly there and it, she'll win and, you know, you'll be off and rolling again. He said, you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I spent my life complaining about this. I'm going to wait Till the next day, I'm going to run this filly in a 35 grand handicap. Uh, uh, 30 grand handicap, 30 18 grand, to the winner. Eight, 30 grand handicap. So she'd have been favourite the first day and she was 10 to 1 shot the next day. He said, no, bugger it, bugger it. I'm going to wait anyway, fair play to him. She went bloody won the 35 grand race. Which I, thought was a, which I thought was a good effort. And I thought it was a... It was a Bold call. call, but the right call. Bold call, but the right call. Yeah. Well, I owned a quarter of it, so we needed the money to pay... Pay. I know, but you needed the winner, to, otherwise I was going to continue to abuse you. But you okay. had a nice winner last night for my favourite owner that I don't have, Joe Sawyer. <laughs> who also listened. Who actually, I, put, I bought a Memas Colt at, uh, I haven't told you this, I put a Memas Colt, uh, I bought a Memas Colt in Ireland and I put him on my Instagram. Actually got a lot of response to him, but one of them was Joe Sawyer, Charlie's stalwart main owner who will never have horses with anyone else other than Charlie. And he just messaged me saying, how much? I'll ask Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Credit. I said 35 and it's yours. <laughs> what did you buy it for? I just said low. <laughs> Credit where it's due. Um, fifth win of the year from the Mayfair spirit. Wow. He is, Good effort. He's the Good funniest horse effort. in the world because he literally, you could run him every week without fail. He bounced out this morning. He's always the horse in the string that's causing trouble. He's never missed a beat and he only ever just does a tap. He only ever just sort of does enough. So every time he hits the front, he sort of, the, you know, the brakes don't go on, but he sort of, you know, just, just stays there, just stays there. And so he only wins by a head or a neck every time he wins. And so the poor old handicapper can't get hold of him. You've got to love a horse um, like that. But he went through a small gap last night and he's now quite valuable. He's, he's going to go to the horse in training sale. Um, he's won over 10 furlongs, he's won over a mile, he's won on soft ground, he's won on quick ground, he's won on the all-weather, so, will and he's three years one? old. Will you nick another one with him in between? I think we will probably call it a day, go straight to the sales, and hopefully, yeah, should, uh, they're three years old, there'll be loads of interest with him, so he should make a bit of money, which would be good. But he's been a star, Five any horse that can win five races in a year is... Yeah. Couldn't agree more, couldn't agree more. Gold. Um, what a day's racing we have, chaps, tomorrow at the Roly Mar. Two Group 1s, also the Royal Lodge and the Cambridgeshire, the first half. That's a brilliant day's racing, isn't it? Who cares about the Royal Lodge or the Cambridgeshire, <coughs> Cambridgeshire personally? You're just into the middle park, aren't you? Can't wait. It's a ridiculous race. It is absolutely a remarkable race. The only way it could be any better is if Pinatubo was running in it. It is... <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. I've got a peanut stuck in my... In my, uh, you have here. you have been scoffing them the whole I did episode. Two, um, two hour first aid course yesterday, <laughs> baby baby first aid course. Did you? Yeah, I, I had to literally go and sit down for two hours, and I learned about peanuts down the track here, so did I can you? hit you in the back. The Heimlich maneuver, like, oh, really? back. But I'm not a baby. Yeah, I know, but I with a baby you do it with two fingers, and with an adult you do oh, it really? properly. But okay. 
Big bear hug. I'm all right. I'm okay. Thanks. And anyway, we, we digress. The, um, the middle part. <laughs> Remarkable. Obviously, the favourite we know nothing about because he's been running in France. <laughs> I haven't been following him particularly closely. But what? Well, has he... Andre God, you're an absolute moon man. He won the morning. Why would I watch the morning? Oh, because it's the best two-year-old race of the season up to that point. He beat Raffle Prize, who's going to... She'll, she'll win the Chief Park cheap- half an hour before. Even though apparently Andre Favre actually really rates the Lady uh, Bamford filly, the showcasing. Trobo. But, but, but it would be interesting to see how she runs. So Earthlight won the morning, Charlie. Um, wakey, wakey. And he set an incredibly high standard from the highly acclaimed Mum's Tipple. And let's not forget and Siskin. Siskin. I don't, I yeah, think we're, Siskin. We're, 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 we're being very harsh on old Siskin here as well. Um, we're not being harsh on him. I just hadn't got a chance to talk about him. I mean, yeah, exactly. Was class act. And then you've well, got Monish Kavija, um, Lope, Y, Hadid Fernandez. Lope. <laughs> What's it called? Lope, Lope Y Fernandez. Golden Hordle and, <laughs> <laughs> and Summer Sands making up the field. Okay. Anyway, we won't talk about the O'Brien horses because I can't pronounce the name. No. But no, it's fantastic. And I. I I just, I, I really don't wish to sound pessimistic because I would cut my left arm off to have a horse as exciting as Mum's Tipple, but I would not back him with Fellows' inher- inheritance. You're all into Earthlight, are you? Yeah. Who do you think? You think Earthlight? Earthlight. Just an absolute nap. Not Siskin? I don't know. Someone, has, Tony, what do you think? You're the anorak here. Mm. You're the press, the hack. I went to Jersey Yard the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah. How come? Because oh. we were looking at a horse. Uh, You've got the lowdown then. Tell us, Siskin. No, I don't. I didn't. Sadly, Jer was um, out on the gallop, so I didn't see him. Well, he didn't bother coming and saying hi to you. Will Douglas isn't important enough. No. So, agree. Uh, so no, he didn't. Why I like it, it tomorrow's race is three form lines are being brought together. You know, we've got the Irish form bought by Siskin. Obviously, Mum's tipple was blooming impressive that day. We well, got threat, and we've got the French form from the morning. That is an exciting race, and will tell us. Threat. We won't tell us who the champion two-year-old is because obviously we've got the Dewhurst to run with Pinatubo. Well, Pinatubo's now. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it is a highly exciting race that brings three great form lines together and we're going to find out is one seriously good horse. You've got to love Threat. Is he a forgotten horse I mean, in this? what a horse yeah. Threat is. I saw him Royal Ascot. What? He was Goodwood. The- York. Doncaster. And there's another one. Well, I mean, I saw him. No, Did he no, run at the Guineas right. meeting? He ran on ran Guineas, the Guineas meeting. He ran yeah. at the Guineas, Guineas meeting. Guineas meeting. So I mean, this guy's, yeah, this guy's been on the go for months and, and he's they still. bought him as a foal as well. Running a big, bold race, so tomorrow. You bought him as a foal. Chibi Park. Yeah. Can, can you see him winning, beating those three tomorrow? I don't know why not. Hannon, Hannon, said, Hannon said that, um, Richie said that Mum's Tipple doesn't lay Threat's boots at home. Yeah. Now, we all know that. I mean, we all know that that doesn't necessarily um, reflect in track performance, but it has to be a factor. They're working together. Hannon always has come on a couple of interviews and really has without getting carried away because he said, watch out for threat. There we go. Threat would be the each way bet for me, but I wouldn't be surprised if Earthlight, Earthlight doesn't look the most impressive horses yet, but I bet he scrambles home. And on, and on Mum's tipple, we're just, we're concerned that that was a flash in the pan. I don't, I don't want to be pessimistic. I don't, my, I don't know. My but. one positive, my positive for Mum's tipple is that if he does what he did last time and he gets loose on the front end and gets in a rhythm, 
Newmarket is such a difficult track to come from behind on. Cracking front runner's track. It is a great front runner's yeah. track. And if he gets in a rhythm, that big horse, and he handles that dip, they may not get to him. Now, it, he's obviously got to go and put in the same performance as they got as they put in last time to have to have a chance. But to put a positive spin on Mum's tipple, and obviously he's got a lot to prove still, because this form of that sales race is a bit dodgy. I know he won it by about half the track well, from here to York Cambridge. to Doncaster yeah but no, it's you want to see them do it twice don't you it's a fantastic um, it's a fantastic spectacle and I'm actually going to go racing tomorrow I don't have any runners are which, you? Yeah, to go and see that race yeah with, with Anorak hat on you mentioned do you want to have it, lunch up there you around go for a few jars I have got a runner in the second last so Perfect. I can have a jar I'll meet two. you in the Frankel bar yeah. Although they didn't sell, serve half the drinks I wanted the other day. Crazy. Really? Maybe we'll meet some. You should else. write a letter to complain to Newmark. Well, why would you not have vodka in the Frankel bar? I just wanted to have one vodka tonic. No vodka, no cider. And no, and no rosé by the glass. <laughs> Ended up having a bloody lemonade. I was furious. <laughs> there's, there's, there's been a lot of discussion about alcohol in, the, in this episode, which is all well and good. Um, but can I ask about the dip, chaps? Do you think a horse that perhaps hasn't, isn't trained in Newmarket and hasn't encountered the dip is it is it a pronounced factor? No. Do you think a well balanced horse, whatever, just doesn't no doesn't worry about it? Good. Like how many tracks around this country do you see that are undulating? Just, I, I don't, to me, that makes no difference. You look at places like Goodwood and. No, no, but are you talking in regard to Mum's tip or just general? Just in general. Yeah, oh, we no, always yeah. hear the chat when you sit and, oh, how will the horse handle the dip? Or he became unbalanced in the dip. No, sure. Said. It's a, it's a None subject of these... that comes up. I don't think None... Newmarket horses are better prepared for a dip than any other horses. That's my, that's my point. I don't think there's a home advantage. No. That's what I want um, to know. That's although Hugh, to Hugo, know. I saw Hugo today uh, read it, wrote, wrote in the press that he worked his filly out on the water gallop, which is paralleled and worked throughout the dip. But it's something that he, he likes doing. He's, he's won a guineas. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's in regard to this race, no. But you, you're 100% right, Tony, to allude to the fact that some horses don't handle that dip as yeah. much. I mean, that's just, we know that. And yeah. Okay, true. fellas. Um, Right, are we having our nap on the middle part? Then tomorrow, I'll fit stairs, £100 charity bet, or are we going to look at Anassis as an each way? Uh, I like Anassis, actually. I think she should... What price is she? She'll, I mean, she'll be, she'll be bigger than five She'll be one. an each way price. She'll be bigger she? than five She'll be an yeah, each definitely. way price. I think, I think her each way, 50 quid each way. Go on. There we, there we go, Fitstairs. That's our charity bet. We can work out oh, which charity is it going to go toward if we are lucky enough to pinch a bit tomorrow. One of the, one of the charities from the Open what weekend. About, what about to um, Pats? Pats? Yeah, that's oh, quite another God. funny story. <laughs> Sounds like there's one last story here before yeah. we come to a close. I, 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 did, I Pat, uh, without going into too much detail, I um, decided to give my five of my runners winning. I had a day, I had a Saturday, the other Saturday, when I thought I could have two or three winners. As it transpired, I had one. I could easily have had two or three. Um, and so I was going to um, uh, donate all of my money to Pat Smullins, ca um, the cancer um, charity in Ireland. And uh, fellows very kindly followed me in. I didn't have, I only had one winner, but I donated a minimum. I said to Pat, I'll donate a minimum of 500 euros. <laughs> anyway, going looping back to the story earlier, I think fellows' lady of Aaron was his fifth runner of the five. They all run like an absolute drain. I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. I want to give a little bit to Pat's charity. And, and they've all run <laughs> appallingly. So I'm going to have to sort of give them a sort of, you know, you know, a bit like George, a little bit just as a token. Anyway, bloody Lady of Aaron goes and wins a 30 grand handicap and nets 18 grand, of which the trainer gets about 
1,800 quid's worth. So, um, so generously, very generously, Charlie Fellows Racing are, are going to, that's all going to go to Patch Charity. And George Scott has never been so delighted to see me have a winner. Yeah, I said that was, that, that marginally eased the blow. No, him, that's brilliant, guys. Guys. Well done. That's great. Well and done. actually, very quickly, just an incredible effort from Rate the Racing fraternity and family to, I'm sure, Two and a half million. Extraordinary generosity from so many people. And, and it's all relative from Shake Hamdan reportedly giving half a million, which is incredible, to the stable lads giving their 50 quid best turned out prize, which is equally as humbling. Amazing. So it really was a fantastic effort. And, and, and it was all created by an incredibly special man, Pat Smullen. And we, we, you know, we all wish him well. And I'm sure he's, he's, I saw him in Ferry House actually briefly. So it was lovely. I didn't see him. I didn't see him sadly, but that's, that is, it is racing at its very best, Mm. at its very best. Um, And we get some things wrong, but God, we get some things right as well. And that was just amazing, amazing. Okay, that's another one in the can. Episode 15 coming soon. If you don't already, why not subscribe to our podcast? There's no chance of you missing it. Follow us too on Twitter at Bridal Podcast. And as ever, thanks to Carl from Cambridge TV for producing us. Likewise, thanks to the Kingshead Dullingham for their hospitality. Most of all, thank you for listening. Back in a couple of weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.